0: The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Yoma, has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruah Hashem Tanihem B'gana Eden. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. We would like to thank Northwalk Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safdie for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal. And Shalom Raphael ben Mazzal, Rua Hashem Tanihem b'gan Eden. Amen. Amen. Daf Nungi Today's daf is being studied. Esther. Hashem mm-hmm. Today's is being studied. al mishmar arsenu. With all our borders in the north, and the south, basha, the Qadosh Baruch Hu should give us success in this uh, war effort. The Qadosh Baruch Hu should protect as well Israel, specifically the Jews in the north that are under bombardment a Baruch Hu should bring them back to their homes safely and sound and Be'ajjat Hashem will deliver our enemies into our hands Siyon Goel, Amen Ve'Amen We begin today's daf on nun Amud Rishon, right on the uh, top line starting with Tanu Rabbanam We have a Baraita pasuk says, This is referring to on Yom Kippur, that you place the ketoret on the fire, which was in the pan of the coals, the shovel of the coals, and the pasuk specifically says, it is placed lifnei Hashem, in front of God. So from these words, lifnei Hashem, we learn, that you don't prepare it outside the Kodesh kodashim and bring it in, meaning you don't pour the Ketoret on the coals outside and then bring it in after it starts to smoke, (speaking) to uproot the opinion of the Tzedukin, (speaking) because they said, (speaking) because he said on the contrary, you set it up outside and you bring it in when it is already smoking. Now, the Gemara uh, now is going to give the dirashah of what the Tzedukim held. My Darush, that was the dirashah of the Tzedukim. Pasuk says, Ki be'anan ala The Pasuk writes, With a cloud, obviously a cloud of smoke, erae I will be seen ala kaporet. Implying that the cloud of smoke is there, and Aaron or the Kringer will enter with the cloud of smoke which means you'll be seen into the Kodesh Kodesim with the cloud of smoke implying that the cloud of smoke precedes the entry that he should prepare it outside uh, comes the Rashi says on the third line Al Yavu because like the pasuk originally says "al yavo bechol et right? You cannot always go into the kodesh mm-hmm. kodashim. Kim The cloud of the ketorit, then you can enter. So the cloud is there first, and then you enter. That is the derash of the tzidukin. Good comes the gemara and says, leim The Akameen come along and tell the tzidukin. What do you do with that Pasuk? The Pasuk clearly says that you put the ketoret on the fire Hashem. <laughs> so the Tzedukim, even though the Gabbard is not going to tell us what they answered, we'll have to say, that we're trying to answer up for the Tzedukim, but we'll have to say that they learned the word L'fne Hashem could also mean in the Kodesh. Lifnashim does not necessarily mean Kodesh, kodashim Lifnashim Hashem. You can is in the Kodesh as well. In any event, how do the hachamim learn the Pasuk of the Tzedukim? matamu ki be'anan What do the hachamim do uh, with the Pasuk? That's mashma, that you will be seen with a cloud. Mashma, with the cloud... Of the Ketoret proceeds What do they do with that Pasuk? Melamed She ba Ashan It is from this Pasuk that Achamim learn That they place a certain herb In the Ketoret And that herb is called The Ma'ale Ashan herb That's she Third line Ma'ale Ashan Shem Isif She le'ashan La'alot Zakuf Kemakel It causes the smoke to rise up straight like a stick So when the pasuk comes along and says Ki baranan irae It it's got to be a cloud So they're learning over there It means it's got to be a cloud Like it goes straight up A straight cloud So from there we learn That you have to add uh, The special herb called Ma'ale'ashan So the Gemara says And how do we know And we place in it Maaleh Ashan. because the pasuk says, The uh, cloud of the ketoret has to cover the kaporet. Now the kaporet was the cover of the aron. Now the cover of the aron obviously is low. You're placing the uh, shovel, put the ketoret on it. What happens usually? The smoke rises, rises straight up because as the Maaleh Ashan. It rises straight up like a stick and it hits the roof of the uh, Kodesh Kodashim. The way the smoke uh, comes down is, once there's no room, right, for the smoke, it spreads out across the roof and then comes down the sides of the walls. And eventually it's going to fill the whole area with the Kaporit itself above the Aron. That's the, the roof of the Aron. The cover of the Aron is called the Kaporit. It will be covered as well. So, uh, the Gebarah says, uh If you didn't put the shan herb in it, mikol sabanea, or for that matter, if you uh, deleted one of the other spices, we know there was a hat asal samanin, the eleven spices of the ketori, hayab mita, There's a khayubmitabide shamayim. So again, it's master of this gemara. Whether you mix the hashan. shan, the ma'ala hashan was not one of the eleven. The Ma'aleh Hashan was a separate herb that got the 11 straight up. The Gimbalah is telling us, if you miss the Ma'aleh Hashan, or for that matter, any other spices, there is a Qiyuv bideh Shamaim. Now Rashi says, Ha'imlonatan ha'lamadnu mikan she'ne'emar ve'lo yamut. Because the Pasuk says, uh, regarding and it says, ve'lo yamut. And you will not die, implying that if it's not done the right way, there indeed is going to be a uh, mitah. So Kamzah Gemaran says, Right. So Kamzah Gemaran says, O Shehiseer or if you miss part of the ketor, Dikhtid Haqqetorit. The Torah calls it ketoret, Shirema. Implying it has to be complete. So therefore again, from the word haketorit, we learn it has to be a complete ketorit. Rambam Gemara says, "Why are you telling me that you hayav mita because you missed part of the ketoret? Let's analyze. It, even without that, halacha <laughs> says a kohen cannot just walk into the kodesh kodashim without a purpose. He's got to go in for a function. The function on Kippur obviously is to bring the ketoret. If he goes in without a function, he's hayav mita because he went into the kodesh kodashim kodesh without a purpose." So therefore, once he doesn't place the amount of ketoret, right, he's missing part of the ketoret, and he walks into the Kodashim, Kodesh that's considered bi'arekanit. That's an empty entry. No, because it's not ketoret. So his entry is worthless. So he should be hayab mitah, because he entered the Kodashim. Kodesh so then, which means, give me, give me the case, where you're going to be hayab kosu de ketoret. You're not going to be ayah because of the Ketorit. Or ayah right away when you go to the Kodesh Kodashim for no reason. So the Gemara says, Learn it because it's, you're entering the Kodesh Kodashim for no reason. That she says, Even if it didn't say by the Ketorit towards the yamut you still going to be a Which means, even if you didn't have a katov, velo yamut by the still you be Because once his ketoret is lacking, you cannot use his ketoret, correct? So when he walks into the Kodesh Kodeshim, there's no purpose. You, you're walking in without a purpose. So therefore, you're because that, because says, <laughs> So comes the and says two answers. Amar You know what we're talking about which means the guy, the kohen, in his entry he was a shogeg. In his hiser samamanim he was a mezid. the only a so therefore, the guy b'mizid took out one of the spices, or he left out one of the spices. Mizid hayamita, because it says the pasuk veno yamut. Mashbaat, if you take out one of the spices, ken yamut. Ah, what about did he enter the kodesh? No, the guy entered the kodesh unwittingly. Either he didn't realize he's not allowed to go in, so he's considered a shogeg, or he roamed in somehow. Now on a on a false entry or on a wasted entry into the kodesh the shogeg, so that's enough coming out. In a case where the Ketorit's going to get the guy on the Kayyub Mita and not the Bia Rekanit. Look at Rashi Shishagag Be Rekanit. So he went in, he brought the Ketorit's Rekanit, but he didn't realize that there's any Sur'ah of bi'a Rekanit. He's only Shogeg. That's one answer. <laughs> I, just, I give you a case when a guy he brought the ketoret chaserah Bemezid. and he went into the kodesh kodashim also Bemezid. but it's only going to be hayav one mitah be shamayim how de ayil shteh aktarot he brought with him inside two ketoretz a chenema va one complete and one non complete. So therefore, You can't get him on walking in for no purpose. Because bottom line, he walked in and he brought the ketoret Shilemah. However, But we're going to get him on the Because bottom line, when he brings the ketoret hasera, he's high for that. Again, by bringing a valid ketoret with him in, that coaches him up for entering. I'm walking in with a good ketor, I'm allowed to walk in. And he brings it. So his entry was considered valid. What does he do after that? He takes a second ketor out that's missing some of the money, and he brings that. Oh, that's already Hayami. Not for the Ketorit, but not for the bi'ah. The qanid. As the Gameran continues, we had a statement. how did we know that you put this herb called the ma'aleh hashan in? Tamud lomar v'chisa. Because the pasuk says vichisa, has got to cover the kaporet. And how does it cover the kaporet? You put the smoke, the smoke rises up, it spreads over, comes back down the walls and covers the kaporet. So comes the Gemara and says, Kra, Wait, I need a pasuk for a pasuk, which means originally we said the pasuk has learned ki from the fact that it's got to be like a cloud. Then the Gemara comes along and says, Oh, where do we know that you need a ma'aleh hashan? So the quote to the pasuk vichisa. How many pesukim do you need to teach me that you need a ma'aleh ashan? Amar of Yosef, hagika Amar. So the Gebarat says the name of Rav Yosef, the following. If I only had one pesuk, I would say only the a leaf of the ma'aleh ashan, the herb itself, is kasher. However, Rikar ma'aleh ashan minayin. How do I know that you can even use the root the So for the second dirash is to come to include the root. Now that implies that the root is really secondary, that the main thing is the leaf. But if you don't have the leaf, you can also use the root. So the Gibra asks, what do you mean? We have the reverse in the braita. The guy put the root of the Mahaleh Hashan in the Ketoret And what would happen, the smoke would rise like a stick Until it reached the ceiling of the Kodesh Kodeshim Once it reaches the ceiling it, so to speak, feels its way across the ceiling of the kodesh Kodashim, and then comes down the walls. Right, until the whole room is filled with Now, the Braita's is talking that they put the root in. So, it's that's the preferred method to put the root. Say the opposite. Say the opposite. If I only had one Pasuk, I'd say use the root. Ale ma'ale ha'ashan minayin. But the leaf of the ma'aleh ashan minayin, ta So comes <laughs> out, the root is hikah, And the uh, leaf itself would be secondary. Now the Gemara is going to give a second answer why you need two pasukim. Comes the Gemara and says. If I only had one pasuk, I would say what that it only applies to the Mishkan of Moshe Rabbeinu that was in the Midbar. Shiloh, Bet, Minayin. How do I know the Mishkan of Shiloh, which, which was when they said went into or oh, for that matter, Bet, or in the How do I know Tamud Omar? Because, uh, so from the extra pasuk it comes to tell me the law of Ashan is not only in Moshe Rabbeinu's mishkan but it's in the subsequent mishkan and as well, comes again and says I need a pasuk for the Beit HaMikdash which means the pasuk is Mahashra, that wherever God rests in Shekhinah, these laws apply and obviously Shekhinah rests in Shiloh and Bet Olamin so it's in the bit of salaka applies. So it comes the Gemara and says, okay, fine. That answer is rejected. We're going to give a different answer. Uh, one person is coming to tell you these. Sorry, I'm sorry. Ela. Good, I got it. Uh, Gemara says. Ela, another answer. Hakikamar. Eli Ela Right? That's the question that was asked. All we know is that you put it on Kippur. How do you know all year long when you bring the Ketorit, you also have to put the Ma'li Asha, Tamud What? The extra pasuk says it's done all year long in the daily Ketorit. Now we get to Rav Hashem's answer. It's the mitzvah, He says, no. The first time it says that you have to put it mitzvah. The repetition teaches me it's me'akiv. Meaning it's... Uh, it's binding, meaning if you don't put it in, it's pasud. So again, that's the second, that's the third or fourth answer. Again, one is a mizvah, and one is l'akev. Again, we learned that when you repeat a law twice, that tells me it's more binding. Now we get to Ravaz's <laughs> answer. One pasuk is teaching me the punishment, meaning that if somebody takes after ma'la'ashan, there's a punishment of mitah. And one pasuk is coming for the warning Meaning that if you do it, you're going to get an Isur The warning Look at Rashi <laughs> Do not go into the Kodesh <laughs> Not except with the cloud That's a warning pasuk when the Pasuk says, and the cloud should cover, and you should not die, Now, It says also the word uh, in the Pasuk of Al-Yavu, It also says the word, That Lo-Yamut of the first Pasuk is not talking about lacking in the Ketoret, it's talking about coming into the Kodesh Kodashim for no purpose so therefore the Velo of the Anan Pasuk cannot be learned for Ketoret, that veloyamut teaches me that you cannot go into the Kodesh Kodashim purposeless, you have to have a reason, the veloyamut in the second Pasuk is teaching me what that it is an Onesh if the Ketoret is lacking, that's what she's just taking care of, she's asking, both Pasukim say Velo so then, how did you know which one is the Onish and which one is the Azara because the first pasuk the lo yamut Onish is not talking about ketor it's talking about B-A, they can eat now comes the and says Tanya we have a brighter to support Rabah the Bili Aizir Omer the Aizir says Veloyamut. and the pasuk that says Vichisa anan ha right and then it says the pasuk Veloyamut. that teaches you what Onish what well, if you don't put the on the and therefore, it's not going to cloud up. It's going to be hayyuf mita ki ira'e. And the pasuk that says that the coin will appear into the kodesh kodeshim with a cloud that's written azara. It's a warning to teach me what you have to put the ma'ale Now the gemara says amurin mitat aharon, which means with these two isurim, the warning. That you can't do it. And the punishment, could it have been both said before the death of the sons of Aharon? Let's remember. On the first day of the Mishkan, Alif Nisan, Nadavah Aviyu went into the Kodesh, and they made some Avon. And they died as a result of it. So that the Gebenah is trying to analyze, could it be this was the Avon that they did? Either they didn't put the Ma'aleh Ashan, or maybe they did something that they caused the Ketorah to be lacking. And if you're going to say that that was their sin, you have to say that these laws were given before the inauguration, because they had to be warned, and they had to know about it. So the Gemara is asking, are we going to say that these were given before Mitat Aaron, and now we can say that that was the sin that they did? Because don't we say, the Hayuvah is Chittah shabayim? So the Gemara says, Ya'akol yushne'em amurim kodem mitat b'nei Aaron. The Gemara says... Talmud lomar Achare Mo Chene b'nei Aaron, which is these pesukim are written after the death of b'nei Aaron. So the Gemara says Yaakov, you shenehim <laughs> amudim ahat mi dat b'nei Aaron were well, both pesukim said after the death, meaning the warning and the punishment. Talmud lomar ki be'anaan erei ala kaporet because the one of the pesukim says what I will be seen, meaning my presence. God says, "Ki be anan, with the cloud era e, my presence will be seen." Now, obviously, that pesuk had to be written before God's presence was ever seen in the Mishkan. Once the Mishkan was inaugurated on day one, the Shekhinah came down. So, therefore, when it says, "Ki be anan, era e, ala kapor, it had to be said before be said. Alif nisan. So the Gemara says, well make up your mind, was it before or after?" So the Gemara says, Azara, Kodimita." Onish Ahal Mitah, you have to say the, the warning to tell you that it's Isur came before. But the honest didn't come after. Therefore, you can, you cannot say that that was the Avon that they did. Because they had to be warned for the Hayyuv Mitah. They didn't know the Hayyuv Mitah. They just know it's an Isur. They don't know by Mitah. So therefore, we have to say that what? That the Isur was given first. Then Ben Aru did whatever they did. And then the Hayuv Mitah for. Missing the ma'aleh uh, or yeah. it was said. Now comes the Gibran says, mm-hmm. the Gibran says, when it says, how do you know that that was said before? The Gibran's question really is because if you look at the Torah, it's written after. Right. Which means After they it's talk right. about the death of Aaron's children It tells us Ki So you want to tell me put it Put it before right. How do you know that So the, You have to say that it was not seen yet Because ERA is future If the if the anan was there already So God would not say ERA Now we have to also say That the Torah is employing a principle of in mukdam umi ochar Torah yeah. that sometimes the Torah puts things out of chronological order. She's b'tat uh, b'nei Aaron was reinforced. Then it says b'anan ira'eh. That pasuk of b'anan was said before. Comes b'anan says ve'ela my enush. So then why did b'nei Aaron die? What was their sin? Lo metu b'nei Aaron ela al shehoru alacha be'feni Moshe Raban. Because they ruled a halachic ruling in front of Moshe Ma'ay darush? What halakhah did they say in front of Moshe? Pasuk says, ve'natinu ben Aaron ha'kohen e'esh o'lamizvayah The Pasuk says that the sons of Aaron should put a fire or wood on the mezvayah So the Gemara says, the d'rashuaz afalpish e'esh reded Shamayim mitzvah le'avi min a-idiot. Which means, even though there's a miraculous fire that came down from the shaman, they said still there's a special mitzvah to bring from the Hijot. Which means it's a derash. because you could say, well, maybe you only have to bring fire on the mitzvah when well, there's no fire. Right. Because if the fire comes up from heaven, recovered. They said, no. The Torah is coming to teach us that even if there's a miraculous fire, you still got to put. Now, they were right in their halakha. Problem was, Moshe was standing there, they should have asked Moshe. So therefore it's chayuv mitah, because it's lack of respect, to ask, uh, or to make a ruling on that guy in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, uh, the, uh, the question can be asked over here, uh, and the mefashian do ask it, uh, B'nai Aharo were involved in bringing the Ketoret. Uh, the Ketoret was brought on the Mizbeach Pinimi, uh, on the mizbeach pinimi, there was not an ish that was yored menashamayim. Uh, that was on the mizbeach ha'itzon. Remember, they made the pyre for the Ketot, on the mizbeach ha'itzon. Uh, so that was regular coals. So therefore, the chayora, if they were just, if they were in the kodesh by the mizbeach ha'pinimi, what was the inyan of uh, you know this dirashah of it? This dirashah lechayora is only the gabai the mizbeach ha'itzon. And anyway, that's the question that they ask on this. Now to and the bottom goes through a list of different opinions of what the sons of Aaron actually did to Mihayab So let's read that to us. Uh, that they got the from Sinai because it says when they were sitting down and eating they were gazing at the Shekhinah and uh, because they shouldn't have been it says, it says they were looking at the Shekhinah's presence at Sinai when they were involved in physical pleasure some say because they were walking behind Moshe and and they said one of these two old men are going to die and we will take over the leadership. Now, of course, we have to explain it according to their level. They had such a sheifa, they had such a, a yearning to become the leaders of Klai Yisrael. Now, it's no uh, walk in the park to become a leader of Klai Yisrael. It's a tremendous responsibility and a yoke, and, a, and, a, and a, the leader takes the onish for the, uh, for the generation. So they were so uh, 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 desiring to serve Klai Israel, and they had such uh, uh, aspiration to walk into the shoes of Moshe and Aaron, not that they were praying for them to die. It's just that they were saying, you know, when will they move on so we can go and inherit this position. But it wasn't a position of honor for them, you know, it was a position of great responsibility, but still the way they said it was not in a mihubad way. Others say, uh, and some say that they went into the Beit uh, again they didn't take the proper uh, haircut, that they were supposed to take as Quranim Bikamandamashituiayin hayu and some say they were drinking wine, they were inebriated begadim hayu and some say they weren't wearing the proper amount of garments. Others say that they weren't married and they didn't have children. That was the Avon. So again, it's hard to depict exactly... Is it the Ma'al-Yashan or not? No. no. In, in, in over here not, the maal was not the Inyan. Because the punishment was not given until after. But now we're saying, what was the sin then? Enosh. Right. Uh, A different reason. Uh-huh. Or according to the reasons of the Tosafot He continues. We learned in the Mishnah. Yatsa ubalo dereh Kenisato. We learned after we brought the Ketoret, which was in front of the place that the Aron was in the Badim, then he would backtrack. Meaning facing the Aron, That's he what? would step backwards and just retrace his steps until he got out of the Kodesh kodashim. So the Gebra says, How do you know that there's an Indian like this, you know, not to put you back to the Kodesh kodashim. Amar kera. Pasuk says, Shalomor came to the altar Asher Givon Yerushalayim That was in Giv'on Yerushalayim well, Obviously this was talking In the beginning of Shlomo, Shlomo Amalekh's reign Before he built the Beth HaMikdash Where it was Mutah to still bring Korbanot On private altars So the Kabbalah S and anyan giv'on etz'el Yerushalayim Giv'on is one place Yerushalayim is in a different place But the Tazul says He went to the Bama that was in Giv'on Yerushalayim uh, What does that mean? So comes the Gibran, which means it should say, he came, Mi-Rushalayim, Or if it's talking about, that he came home, it should say, Mi-Gibon, But what does it mean the Pasuk, give on Yerushalayim? So comes the Gibran, says, <laughs> The Pasuk is making a connection between, when he left, Gibon, to go to Yerushalayim, to when he came to Yerushalayim, to Giv'on. Meaning it's giving a connection between both legs of his strip. From when he went, and when he came back. How? Ma bi'ato mirushalayim Giv'on, Just like when he left Yerushalayim to go to Giv'on, was he facing? Banav kila pe'bama. On the way there, obviously he's facing towards the Bama. Right? He's facing towards Giv'on. Keder'ek bi'ato. Af yitziato. So too when he left... Panav When he came home, he also was facing the Baba. What does that mean? He must have traced his steps backwards. So again, when the Pasuk says, Migibon Lirushalaim, the Gemara is making a connection between the way he went to give on and the way he went back to Lirushalayim. Just like when he went to Givon, Panav towards the Baba. So too Lirushalayim. When he went back to Lirushalayim, his face was also facing the Bama. So what do you see from it? It's Kavod that, now obviously, he didn't go backwards the whole way. Uh, he went backwards until he was out of the range of the Bama, maybe out of sight, and then he uh, went back the normal way. Look at the, um, look at Rashi. Look at Rashi Makish. Makish Yitzhi Atomigiv on the be aton Yerushalayim de Givon, and Achim Ashmakran. This is the why the pasuk will be understood. Na'aviyavos, Shalomole Bama Asher be Givon. He went to the Bama, which was in Givon, derech halichato, right? The normal way he walks. Ve'chel Yerushalayim, and so too when he went back Yerushalayim b'shuvon be Givon. Haytaki bi'ari Yerushalayim was in the same fashion as if when he went, meaning his face was still facing the. Bama itself Come together now Tells some stories Every day When the Quranin would do their service Also They would always walk backwards From the Mizbayah When the vim would sing their songs And serve on the Dukhan On the platform They would also Walk backwards The Israel They had a very important role To serve as representatives For the am Yisrael in the Korban Tamid The Pasuk says Tzavid Bnei Yisrael Command Bnei Yisrael and tell them to bring a Ishai. So the Gebaran Ta'need says How could you command the Jewish people to bring a Korban Tamid? Everybody's home sleeping How, how could they bring a Korban when the owners are not there? You can't have uh, 6 million Jews standing in the middle of Mekdash every morning So what they did was they had representatives it was called Mishmarot. There were 24 Mishmarot of Yisraelim as well. And every day there was a certain rotation where certain Jews were called Anshem Ma'amad. Their job was to stand. They stood by the Qurban as agents representing Qay Yisrael. So when these Anshem Ma'amad, Yisrael bin Ma'amadam, in their standing, when they finished the uh, witnessing of the Qur'an, they would also walk back from the Rezbe'ah backwards. ma'azinim They would go back actually on their sides, because it seems just it wasn't possible for them to go back directly, it's because there was, I guess, impediments in their way, so they would have to just turn back sideways. Furthermore, uh, we don't want anybody to get hurt over you. So al like does say you're allowed to turn to the side just so you could navigate your way backwards. You don't have to just walk straight backwards. Even though the Gibraltar is going to tell us the story of a rabbi that actually did walk directly back without even looking. Ki had Azad. Like the story of Rabbi al Azad. Kadaba miftar Yohanan. When he used to leave his rabbi Rabbi Yohanan, it was when they were learning much right? when so Rabbi al would leave. Kadaba ba'e Rabbi Yohanan nizguyeh. Well, when Rabbi Yohanan wanted to leave, so what would happen? <laughs> so the Al-Azhar would bow in front of his rabbi um, And he would stay standing um, Until his rabbi was out of sight That was the Al-Azhar's custom Again, When Rabbi Yohanan would leave the shiur, let's say the al would get up And he would just bow in front of his rabbi out of respect Until the rabbi was out of his sight Azar <laughs> Right? And Ibi Azar would stay in his place, Adabam mikaseh, Rabiuchanan, meaning until the Bi wasn't able to see his rabbi anymore. Now, Kadabah Rabi Azal is kuye, when Ibi Azar wanted to leave the Shi'ur and Leaf from Rabbiuchan, Habakke Azila Ahoreh. He would walk backwards, facing Rabbi Yohanan, Adam He would walk backwards, until Rabbi Yohanan would not be able to see him anymore. Meaning, so long as the rabbi was able to see the Talmud, he would give him the kavod to face him. Once he was out of eye shot of Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan could not see the Talmud, then already he turned around. That's the way that she learns. Comes comes together and says, Rabbi Yosef. When Lada who learned by Rabbi Yosef, who incidentally was blind, when he would leave him, after learning, (laughs) He would walk backwards. And he didn't look back. He just kept on walking back until he he bruised his legs. Because he tripped on himself. And what happened? The threshold of Rabbi Yosef's house was filled with blood. Because Rabbi would bruise himself because he wouldn't look at his rabbi. And so the blood would go on the threshold. So comes says, Amrulel Rabbi Yosef. So they told Rabbi Yosef, Ahi, Abid This is what Rabbi is doing because he was blind. He wasn't able to, to see it. Amrulel Yeheh Ra'avadi Tarum Reshech he told them, He should become the Rosh Yeshiva of the entire city. Which means He blessed them that He should be succeeded by Ravah. That we are saying for the time of Rosh Yeshiva. What was He telling him? He was saying, Because you afforded me this great kavod, you should be afforded kavod as well, by becoming the Rosh Yeshiva. Comes the Gemara now and discusses the law of making Ose Shalom in the after one finishes the Hamidah, he has to take three steps back. And then, Shalom means he bows. So according to this, it's Mashmah. He takes three steps back. And after he takes the three steps back, he bows. Comes the Gemaran says, Amar le rav mordechai Some take out the word le Some just say Amar av mordechai Once a person takes the three steps Back You have to stand there Which means you shouldn't run out of your space immediately You make the house shalom You're standing in that spot you should stand there for a, a certain amount of time. Mashal, an example: the niftar mirabo. Imagine a student that's walking away from his rabbi im If let's say, as he's walking away from his rabbi, immediately he turns away and goes away He's analogous to a dog sheshav al keo that returns to his. Uh, literally, is uh, vomit, which means they're trying to say like this, if a dog uh, has something in his stomach that's uh, upsetting him, so he he releases it, let's say, okay, All right, so that's not, uh, nobody thinks twice of it, it's, uh, let's say it happens, but however, if the dog right after he releases it, he goes back and he goes to to eat it again, so obviously this dog over here is uh, is doing something uh, wrong, meaning it's uh, it's foolish. Which means, when the student is walking away from his rabbi, when he's walking back, so it shows kavod. So he says, oh, the mitzvah having kavod. But if, as he's walking back immediately, he just turns around and walks away. You say it was haphazard what he was doing, meaning it reminds me he wasn't having kabanah. I mean, the backwards wasn't for kavod. He, you see the guy, but you just like when the dog when The dog throws up his mom, he's okay, it happens. He's doing it because something's upsetting him. But when he goes back to eat it, you say, well, What was he doing over here? He's going back to eat. So it's like this student over here that's walking back, and then what? Right away, he walks the other way, let's say Well you know, He doesn't continue, he doesn't stay where he is So as it says, that the fact that he was walking away from his rabbi Wasn't out of kevod It was just a haphazard action Therefore the same thing in the amidah You got to get out of the amidah So when a guy takes his three steps He just takes his three steps and walks away You say, oh, this wasn't for Kevlod issue But when you walk, he said, and you stop in your spot it's, Oh, there's sheikh in front of me It's not kevod just to, to run away So therefore you have to stay in your spot For a certain amount of time now, before we discuss how long that time is, we'll just finish the Blayt Tatian. You have to take three steps from behind you. And then you bow and do Shalom. And if you didn't do this, He would have been better off that he didn't pray. What's the logic? The whole purpose of the prayer is to connect to the Shekhinah, and you recognize the is in front of you. But when a person walks away from the Hamidah in such a way, he's showing that what he didn't realize that he's standing in front of the Shekhinah because he walks away in such a manner. Yeah, Therefore, it would have been better if he didn't pray because by doing what he's doing, it's disrespectful. From the Rabbi Shimaya, they said, she noten Shalom that when you make the Roshes Shalom. First you make Hosei Shalom started to your right, meaning Hosei Shalom in Romav to your right, and Hu Brechamav Shalom to your left. Shnei Amar, why do you start on your right? Because it says in the lamo. When God gave the Torah, Ejdat was the fiery law, He gave it at His right hand. And the pasuk also says, that enemies, 10,000 enemies will fall to your right. Implying that the right is the ikar. So, comes says, what What do you need two Pesukim for? What the Pesukim you know, enough to show me that the right is ikar? Because you might think, Now, the first pesuk is just telling me normal thing. When you're giving something to somebody, you usually give it in your right hand, because that's the strong answer. When God gave the Torah, He gave it in His right hand, but that doesn't prove to me that the right necessarily is... A priority. So then what the Gemara says, Tashema, you put Mitzideha, Elif, Urbaba, Miminecha. The Pasuk says, on your left side, a thousand enemies will fall. But on your right side, ten thousand enemies. Why? It seems that the right side is able to bring down enemies more so. So you see the right side is stronger. (laughs) So therefore what? When you're making Oseh Shalom, it's saying you should start from your right. Kamsa Gavaran says, (laughs) Rabba Chaziel Abayeh. Rabba Sur Abayeh, when he was making Oseh Shalom, Tia'if Shalma Limina. No, he saw him doing it to the right. Like we just said. Kamsa Gavaran says, (laughs) When he made Osir Shalom, he started the Pasuk of Oseh Shalom, turning to his right comes again and says, Amale, misabati, amin What did you think when we said right, we meant to your right? The small We meant to your left. That's to the right of. Because when you're standing, the Shekinah is in front of you. So therefore we said right, it's God's right. God's right is your left. Therefore we have to make our say shalom to your left. We saw that uh, the rabbis, uh, they did all the shalosh and they went backwards in one bow. Meaning, they bowed first before they made the Shalom, right? And they made the three steps back, and then they turned to their left, Shalom and then they turned to their right, then they would turn to the front Then they would stand direct and say mm-hmm. And that's exactly the way we do it Now we should just review We should just review some of the Halakhot uh, that come out of this Gemara very quickly First we learned that you should stand in your space So the question is how long? So the accepted practice from the Shohan is That if you're praying sibur, You should stand in your place until after kedusha. Which is after Naktishach. The question is, uh, and some of the custom, uh, it's brought down in Al we'll Alkaz, to stand up until even Ha'elak which is connected to Kedushah, and then you can go back to your spot. Uh, question: When you're praying at home, when you're not praying with a minyan, so the Poskim say with the thought you should stand, you place the shi'ul that it takes to walk for Amut, which is uh, really just a few seconds, and then you can go back to to where you are. Now, regarding the way to make the steps, it's clear from our gemara that you start with your left foot. That's clear. Now, it should be noted that there's a great makhluket how to calculate these steps. Some say they have to be complete steps. It's the I mean. Others say in Afqidah that, no, that each step is considered one step. So technically, you're only taking three strides, starting with your left foot, moving it back, and then your right, behind the left. And then meeting up together on uh, the third one. It should also be noted that there's really no shi'ur to these steps. That's what the Rajbah says in his Teshuvot. Uh, preferably they should be toe to heel. That would be, let's say, if we want to call it the minimum, if you have the ability to do that. If you don't have the ability to do that, then even smaller steps are permissible. Some of the posts can bring down, let's say you're praying, and there's somebody behind you, or there's an impediment behind you, so you can make the Oshishno uh, to the side. You don't have to go directly behind you. Uh, again, the practice would be as well, again, that we bow first, then we start taking three steps backwards, we turn to our left and say, no mouth. While we stay uh, bowed on this side, we rise up a little, turn to the right and make another bow. That's the way the Mekubbalim do it. They make another bow and say, or say, Rise up a little, go to the center and bow yet again. And then, of course, the Imru Amin. The reason why they want that is because in the Amidah itself, we bow four times first two Berachot has two bowings and the last Berachot, Modim, has two bowings plus the additional three bowings in the hamidah for the Oseh, Shalom Ar-Mav, Ar-Mav, and in the center that's, the Sholeh, that's seven bowings and according to the Zohar these seven bowings have a great significance in order to subjugate our spiritual uh, enemies like we see when Yaakov Abinu met Pesav. so it says he bowed seven times what's the sinyat? He was not bowing to Paisav obviously and therefore, must be, he saw there was certain mekatregim or certain evil powers. So every time he bowed, it was able, like we said, So therefore, these bowings over here are also significant in destroying a lot of the uh, spiritual enemies that would not allow Atifrilot maybe to rise up. Hence, one should follow the practice that's brought down by the Adi. Kanzigim and says, So when the Kohen Gadol would come out Of the Kodesh Kodashim, He would enter the Kodesh And he would make a small I should say a short prayer My Matzle What was this prayer? This year should be a rainy year and a hot year. Comes the Gemara and says, What do you mean? Is there a benefit to have a hot year? So Gemara says, Ela, Ema, say this. If it's going to be hot, then let it be rainy as well. Because Avi, the hot, causes the water to evaporate in the fields. So then you need extra water. So the great is saying, if it's going to be a hot year, we need it to be as well a rainy year. Baruchah Bered Rabah Maseyem Ba. Baruchah Bar Bered Rabah Raba Concluded the Baruchah the King of Los following the Shemid of Yehuda. La Yade Avid Shultan. La Yade literally means Lo Yasur, meaning it should not uh, should not leave Avid Shultan the leadership. Be Yehuda. From the uh, family of Yehuda, specifically this was made when the Jewish people used to have a Rej Galut. They used to have the exilarch in Babel, which was a government uh, appointed uh, position, which was actually a position that wielded power, and usually the Rej Galut came from the family of Yehuda. So therefore, they were praying. The Kohenim ya'adesh Shultan Me'Debet Yehuda was like a blessing for the Resh Galut that it should continue to perpetuate from the Malchut Yehuda. I cannot be referring to the, the Melachim that were in the Bet HaMikdash during the times of the Second Bet because it was ruled by the Hashmonaim, which were not from Malchay Yehuda, and you had other kings as well that were not from Malkhe Yehuda. In any event, the Paracha also said, "Lo ye'u zemizeh." Also, he played for Pannasa, that everybody should be self-supportive uh, and self-sufficient, that they should not have to borrow money one from another. And the prayer of the wayfarers, the travelers, you should not enter their prayers. Meaning, you should not enter their prayers regarding the rains. Because the wayfarer, the traveler, does not want it to rain. Because he has to get to where he has to go, to the show, or to sell his merchandise. <laughs> so the Quran Gado has to say, he please God, don't answer the prayer of the wayfarers regarding the rain. So comes the says, One time the Hanina bin Dosa was walking on the road. Shda mitra ale. So it started to rain on him. Ulam. Ulam Everybody in the world, is pleasant, is at ease. So everybody in the world is, is covered. They're in the houses. The Hanina but Hanina is in pain. I'm walking out. I'm not shielded from the rain. Upasak mitra. How it happened? The rain stopped. Some learned that what the Hanina was saying is everybody else in the world they have rain gear, they have raincoats, but the bin b'dosah was an ani. So he didn't have anything to shield him from the rain So he's like everybody else in the world, they're walking, yeah, they're protected But I can't afford the, uh, the raincoat Ki when he got home, now he was protected Amar That was the opposite The rest of the world who needs the rain because they have fields they want the rain He says, and I'm comfortable because I don't have fields anyway Haninah bin Dosa was an Ani That means it's not right So what happened? So it started to rain again How about Rabbi Yosef? Rabbi Yosef commented on this story What was the Kohen Gadol's prayer worth? against the prayer of al Haninah Ben-Dosah. Here, the Kohen Gadol prays on answer the le of Overeh Derachim. But here you see the Haninah Ben-Dosah over Overeh and the rain stopped. He says, L'gaber of Haninah Ben-Dosah's Tefilot is even overrides the prayer. What's it worth the prayer of the Kohen Gadol, when you have the Haninah Ben-Dosah praying? banan One time there's a Kohen Gadol, that. You know, he stretched out his prayer when he came out of the Kodesh Kodeshim. So what happened? The Chachamim were concerned that maybe something happened to him. Maybe he died. So, so the other Qayim decided to go inside and check on him. So they're about to enter. And what happens? He comes out. What did you... lengthen your prayer. It's, it bothers you that I'm uh, making an extra prayer for you that the Me is not destroyed and that um, and that you also be uh, protected they told still don't get accustomed to do this we know you were praying for Christ but the Mishnah says that you don't do that why? because not to frighten Christ you frightened us which means over here they were still rebuking the Kohen now some say that this was Shimonat Sadiq this Kohen and this was the last year that he walked into the Kodesh Kodeshim as we learned earlier that was subsequently on Sukkot he died right after Sukkot and it was that year where he saw already the end. And therefore, he saw the black uh, angel instead of the white angel that was in the Kodesh Kodashim with him. In any event, when he came out, he saw the writing on the wall, so he made a special prayer. Still they told, him, HaTzadik, Shavon Shavon Gados. Listen, the <speaking in Hebrew> said, you can't uh, stay lying not to frighten us. Comes the Mishnah. Mishnital <speaking> Aron. <Hebrew> When the Aron was taken away, now, right away this word over here, Mishinita, is going to be questioned in the Gibralah. Because we learned that Aron was not taken away. The Aaron was actually Nignaz, It was actually, Gnaz, it was actually hidden. So the Gemara is going to right away ask on this Lashon, Aron when the Aron was taken away, in the 2nd Meta Mignash, even Haytasham. So they put a, or well, there was a rock that was under the Aron, Mimot Nivim Lishonim, From the times of the early prophets, Rashi says, "Who were these early prophets? David and Shmuel. Should be noted, David the indeed was a prophet. David and Shmuel the Navi. This rock was called Evin Ashtiya. The reason why it was called that is because uh, Tashtiit literally means a foundation, because that was the foundation of the world." It was from that spot where the world was created. As we know, Adam and Ishon also was created on that spot of Evan Ashtiyah. That was right under the Arun. min shalosh baot, Three isbaot, which is a very small shi'ur raised above the ground. Ve'aleha ayah noten. And that's where he would put the Mahta So didn't we say he put the mahta where the Arun used to be? Well, when there was no Arun anymore, he would place the mahta on the Evin Ashtiyah, on this rock. Normally you place it ben, Abadim. ben Abadim. But when there's no aron, you place it on the Ebn Ashtiyah. Ben right. The K- rock rock which rock in, the, in the place that, uh, where the Ben Abadim in between the ben Abadim, in between the ben Abadim you had this, uh, this the rock. rock was in the yeah. Ben Abadim. Right. No, it is. Natal al adam. Now we continue the process. He has the dam of his par that he slaughtered. Okay. Let's continue the story. You remember the after he slaughtered his pod, he gave it to a special kohen that was standing on the rov that on the fourth step, and he was shaking it in order that it doesn't congeal. After he finished bringing the ketoret, the kohen would come out, go to the rov that would he take the uh, the, uh, the dam that he was holding, Niknas the makom And he would go right back into the Kodesh Kodashim a second time to the spot where he was. And he stood Ben Abadim. And he sprinkled the blood with his fingers, one above and seven below. Now, when we say one above and below, we mean on the floor in front of the Arun one above means the first sprinkle was on top and then you had seven beneath it in sequence okay, and the Kibaraj says which means when he was sprinkling um, he wasn't uh, reaching he wasn't sprinkling this on the kaporet he was not sprinkling this on the uh, cover of the Arun itself which we don't think it was against the wall of the kaporet, and the first one had to be above the halfway point, and then the subsequent six below the halfway point. That's not, it was not sprinkled like that. Ela, it was on the ground, in front of the kaporet. Kematsleif. Kematsleif means a rope, And he was like, like well, literally, uh, some say matzleif is a whip. That she says he really doesn't know what this matzleif is. But the matzleif we learned was, it was like a whip, where a person's whipping somebody. He starts on top, let's say the top of the back. And then the next whip hits him below that, and then the next whip hits him below that. So therefore, it's like a sequence going down. So again, what they would do was, if you want to look at your picture books, which is nice to see, in the picture book that's 121, you see the Kohen with his right hand, right finger has the blood of the pod, and he's sprinkling the blood right on the Evin Ashtiyah, right where the Mahta of the Ketorid is going up. The first one is on top, that's a Le and then seven beneath it. So it was exactly in a straight row. And this is the way he counted the at the time of the sprinkling. Ahat. The first one he would say ahat. That's the first. Ahat the Which means not that he would sprinkle again. He would just say a the one that he did already, and then ahat is the first one beneath it. Ahatushtain. And he would say achat again, just repeating the first one that he did. And then he would put a second one beneath it. Achat v'shalosh, achat v'arba, achat v'chamesh, achat v'shesh, achat v'sheva. Yatsah, then he leaves the Kodesh kodashim ve'nikho alken ha-zahav He would place the leftover blood on a certain kan that was a golden stand. That they had in the Hekha'al. If you look in your picture books, you'll see that in the uh, next picture, that golden stands over there, where they replaced the uh, receptacle of the uh, blood. Now, we continue the service. <inaudible> now they bring in the Sa'ir. <inaudible> we know there was two Sa'inim. <inaudible> one was Sa'ir <inaudible> hatat and one was the <inaudible> Azazir. This is obviously the Sa'ir Khattat. Shehato. He slaughters it. Since the coin has to do all the services, not only does he slur, but he also has to catch the blood. Goes right back into the Kodesh Kodeshim a third time. Stands where he stood between the Aaron, imenu again now of the Sa'ir. One on top and seven below. Uh, ahat, achat ve ahat, ahat ushtayim, etc. Yatsa, Vinicho al Kanazaha Shri Shmaihal. He placed the blood of the Saina on the second stand that was in the Hechal. The Beuda ome loayasham ela kan echad bilvad. The biuda says no. There was only one stand there, and the other one he would give to somebody to hold, in order not to make a mistake, which one was the par, and which one was the sa'ir, so they didn't want to put them in uh, similar receptacles. Now, what was the next process? (laughs) Natal, dama, par. Now he takes the blood that was in the stand of the par, viniyach, he puts down dama sa'ir, And he puts down the blood of the side that he had in his hand. Now he sprinkles the pot on the outside of the kodesh kodashim, meaning facing the kodesh kodashim. But this time on the outside, directly in front of the aron, and he sprinkles again, like the mishnah says. Now, if you look in your picture, you can see it just exactly on the other side. But this time he's in the kodesh. He's not in the kodesh kodashim. He went not on the parochet itself, but it was on the floor of the parochet. V'kakha ya achat, achat ve'ahat, etc. Now, Natal dama sa'ir. So now he takes the blood of the sa'ir, v'niach dama par. One stand, according to the Behuda. So he takes the sa'ir blood, puts down the par blood, v'izah la parochet, darum And he sprinkles the... Sa'ir blood in the same spot Outside in the Kodesh area Towards the Aron One on top Seven on the bottom And he does the count again And then the it says Now he mixes the bloods He takes the blood of the pot And he mixes it into the Sa'ir And then it says And then he takes Now have all the blood in one, one receptacle And the other one is empty He pours it back into the other one In order they should mix properly. So now at the end you have a mixture of blood of par and blood of sa'ir. Comes the Gemara and says mishinignaz ila mishinital tenan. Which means it doesn't say now mishnah el- that it was Ganuz. It says, Mishnah, it sounds as if the Aaron was taken away. Keman da Aaron galal li Babyl. Masmi al Mishnah is following the opinion that says, indeed, the Aaron and the Betta Mikdash did get exiled to Babyl. It was not Niknaz. The tell you, Rabbi, the Aizr, Aaron galal li Babyl. says, <laughs> indeed, the Aaron was exiled הוא בבל שנאמר ולתשובת השנה שלח המלך נבוכד נסר during the time of the year, the king of Nebuchadnezzar sent, <speaking in Hebrew> He brought the Aaron to Babel, Actually with the Kelet <speaking in> Hamdat, <Hebrew> the treasure vessel. What is the treasure vessel in Bet Hashem? That's the Aaron. So the B'raza has a pasuk that Nebuchadnezzar took Kli Hamdat Hashem. The Yochai Omer. He says now, I have a different proof. Aron le Babel amar Lo Yivater Davar Amar Hashem. That nothing will remain. Lo yivater davar. What is Dabar? So the Gemara makes a derasha elu aseret de berot which is not only the Aron, but the ten commandments that were in it as well. Dabar and Ashur de which means not only the Aaron went but the tablets that were in the Aaron went also. <speaking in> Hebrew> the Biyudah omir Aaron bimkoman nignaz. The Biyudah says the Aaron was buried in its place and Amar, v'yirau resh habadim min haKodesh apnei which means it says that the uh, heads of the badin uh, they were seen from the Kodesh from the Devir you were not able to see the uh, poles of the Aron because they were inside the Kodesh Kodeshim and the poles of the Aron were there until this day implying that they always remained and they were nignaz, meaning it was not taken out the beginning of the Pasuk, when it was in the Qaz Qashim in its service, you couldn't see the Badin, because it was on the inside but they remained there until this day, until this day means when? till then, meaning after was, the Me'ashim was destroyed, it was nignaz the Torah continues Ufliga De'ula that this report that Rabbi Shimon bin Yochai said that Aaron went into exile into Baveel. So that is arguing that report on what Ula said. They amar Ula, Sha'al Rabbi Matya ben Harash et Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai ber Rabbi Matya ben Harash et Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai in Rome. Since Rabbi Eliezer already taught us that the Aaron went into exile twice, both in the first Bet Hamidrash and the second Bet Hamidrash, Rishona the Amaran. Already we quoted the. Uh, pasuk for the first destruction when it said Veibiehu Bavela Im Keli Chemdat Bet Hashem and we said what was Keli Chemdat what was the treasure of Bet Hashem we said that was the Aaron Shniyah Maii how do we know it got taken into captivity a second time the Chetiv it says in Megillat Eicha VeYese MeBatsyon Kol Hadara. It came out of Zion, all hadara, all its glory. So the Gemara says, "My hadara." What does it mean? The word hadara. So the Gemara makes it derasha, hadra. It's as if we're interchanging the letter he with the qit Hadra would mean what's in its room, what's in its chamber. Meaning the item that is ganuz. What's the item that's cha- in, the, in the inner chamber? That's the aron. So it says, Everything left Siyon, kol hadra. Which means all the things that were in its chamber including the Aaron. So now, Rabbi Matya said to Rabbi Shemur and Yochai, Ve'ata what's your opinion? Say says, Amar, Oh, Shani Yomer, Aron, Dimkomo, Nignaz. He No, I hold that Aron actually stayed in its place. Shana Emaar, Vaya'arichu habbadim, etc. Vaya'yusham, Adayomazeh, the pasuk concludes. Meaning when it says in the pasuk, Vaya'yusham, Adayomazeh, they were there until today. Adayomazeh, which implies that Aron remained in its place. So, Ola had a different version of, what the Shimon Ben Yochai Actually held Was it Nignaz Or did it actually go to Baruch Anhuayi Le'olam Amen ve'amir <laughs>